Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wooden Baked Pizza podcast where some guys come together and we have intentional conversations of just having a good time and uh, biblical truths and things that are going on in our lives. Very excited for today's episode. Um, it's going to be a, a really good episode of setting like the standard for the rest of our podcasts. Since a lot of our faith is grounded in the Bible, we wanted to take time today to establish like what is the importance of the Bible, um, how is it accurate, how can we trust it, and kind of going from there, like how do we continue to dive in and study it? Yeah, so um, if this is your first time listening, um, awesome, glad that you can listen. Just make sure you go back and listen to the first episode as well. Um, that's really where Josh Austin and I get into introducing ourselves. Um, we kind of give the layout for how the rest of the podcast is going to be going, but it's just a lot of juicy stuff about us that you might not know otherwise. Um, but past that, make sure you go to the website. Um, that is woodenbakepizza.simplecast.com. Um, on that website, you'll see a thing at the very top. It says link tree. If you click on that, it also has our website. But it also has a link to our Instagram, Patreon, um, and then there's like a place where you can submit, submit topics and questions, um, and then just a list of resources. Uh, we actually made a folder so that all the resources that we reference can be easily accessed and that you can just kind of follow along while you're going through the podcast or just afterwards if you want to do some more research. Yeah, and thanks for everyone who um, submitted a question. That was big. Big thing. Mm-hmm. Would, a lot of questions. Yeah, lots of questions. So yeah, it's and be all good. all the response that we had for the first episode was just really encouraging to us because we put a lot of time into this, and you know, it's for all you guys. It's not for us. We want to be able to impact people as much as possible. Uh, so today's topic, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is we're really talking about the Bible. Uh, we want to give. We're not like <laughs> scholars or theologians or anything like this. Like we're. We're all like 21. Josh just turned 22 this past Friday. Happy late birthday. Thank you. Um, but in uh, the like the, the limited things that we've learned over the past couple of years, like growing up in church, especially in college, deepening our faith, we really want to touch on like what is the Bible and give like a brief overview, um, provide some resources that if you guys are just interested in learning more about it, deepening understanding, maybe you're a non-believer and you are just like wondering what is the Bible. Uh, we have some books that we're going to reference and also some links to some websites that provide uh, really good information um, to just reaffirm like either if you believe in the Bible, like why you should believe it, and or if you're skeptical, you know, ask some questions. Um, so just wanted to preface that we don't have all the answers, but we can point you in the direction to finding answers. All right, so the Bible is just a, it's a culmination of books. Um, but not just books, specifically books that were God-breathed, um, inspired by God, and um, just given to, a, uh, what is it, like 40-plus different authors yeah. over a period of 1,500 years. Um, but they all run together. Um, it's kind of crazy how from the very first book to the very last book, we see an overarching story that is just all leading up to one story, um, and that is the, how Jesus came and redeemed us. Um, from the sin. Uh, we see that at the very beginning, uh, we are created. Uh, God creates man. And then the first thing we do is we decide, well, you know, um, we're better than you. So uh, we'll, we'll be doing this on our own from now. 
And God's like, well, all right, well, you're going to die. Um, and so from that, we also see where God says, you messed up, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of fix it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not anything that you can do. I'm going to have to pretty much do everything for you. But let me show you how you can accept that gift. And we see through the Old Testament how he kind of shows them what is required. And he points out the fact that the only thing that is required is blood. Um, they can't really do anything to you know, cover their sin. They can put sacrifices down, but it's never enough. Um, and then we see in the New Testament as God introduces a new character. Um, he's probably going to be one of your favorite characters in the New Testament. And then we see him get killed off. Um, but luckily, um, he comes back. And so then we see that the Son of God, um, who is both fully man and fully God, dies and then comes back to cover our sins. But then from there, we see that he sits um, beside God and just takes our place. Yeah, that's very, very well put. Um, it's uh, the, the term of everything being coinciding together is called the meta narrative of Scripture. Uh, Josh and I, whenever uh, a year ago when we were sophomores in college, we were the men's discipleship leaders in BCM, and that was the first Bible study we did, was establishing how the Bible is just one continuous story of the fall of man and how we just desperately need God. And He's just consistently pouring out His grace and uh, providing for us when we just don't deserve it. And it's just super humbling all the time. I think a big misconception is that the Bible is like an instruction manual on how to live. That's not what it is at all. It's it's about just seeing who God is and um, just striving more after that. Just it just it really tells of like who God is and it shows us. He reveals himself to us and we just dive deeper into that. And it also tells us the story of like redemption and what that looks like and um yeah, I think a lot of people think that the Bible is like specifically for us, but it's not us it's all about god it's not about us shining it's about god shining and uh, i think a lot of people when they come into christianity they uh come in with that mindset and that can really steer them the wrong way yeah in many different ways it's kind of funny that austin said that it's not necessarily a way of it's not a list of instructions on how to live because i remember growing up like growing up in uh, sunday school I, I had heard a few times from you know some of the older ladies and they're like yeah the bible is Biblical instructions before leaving Earth, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I I need to know, you know, what I need to do before I leave Earth. But then, as I've gone through, like, you know, getting older, uh, reading the Bible more, um, but also going to church uh, recently, while at our own church, uh, we've been doing a sermon series on the glory of God, um, and so just really seeing that, while yes, God does lay out some instructions, um, the majority of it is just well, all of it actually is just God showing his glory um, mm. and how and how we are privileged to be able to live in that glory and be able to look towards it and praise him for it. Yeah. Probably the rule part that's focused on a lot is established in Leviticus where it's the book of laws. And it's mainly God presented that book so that it can show just how desperately we need him. It's not trying to set a standard of how to live. I mean, it is. It's, it's showing like, who God is, and we need to strive after that, but it's uh, it's a standard that we can't reach on our own, and to show like how much we need God's grace to save us, which is why Jesus came and he saved us. It's just a beautiful picture that goes through all the books of the Bible. 
Yeah, I do think there is like a way that we're supposed to live. I think God did mean a way for us to live. And when Adam and Eve fell away from that, that kind of messed things up. And Jesus kind of displayed it on uh, how he lived in his life in many different mm-hmm. ways and aspects. Um, though it's not a blueprint of like what our life should be like, but we can look to it. It's like, oh, this is what kind of like what God meant us to be. And yeah. when we fell away from that, we can never get to that point as well. I think just adding on to that. Yeah, Jesus set the example, and as Paul puts in the book of Philippians, that you know our life as a Christian is like a race. We're supposed to just run after Christ, seeking the prize, which is eternity in heaven, um, but continually running after that, seeking it. We aren't just saved and then saved from our sins, and then we're just content where we are. Be like, oh, well, we're forgiven. You know, we're supposed to be striving after Christ and shaping one another so that we can be more like Christ. Right, It's not like you're saved and you're done. That's why we need the Bible. That's why we need to continually be reading into it, seeking God daily, so that when we do fall short, we can repent and just like ask for forgiveness for God and grow from that, keep moving from that. So um, the question that we're going over uh, kind of feels like we're leading straight into it, obviously. But uh, it's one of the parts of the question is, why is the Bible important? Um, and so... Um, I think Austin has a really good uh, thing to go through on why it is important to us, at, specifically as Baptists. But Yeah, so um, Josh Kaler and I are Baptists, and part of our faith is they have the Baptist faith and message. And firstly, it discusses the scriptures. And I wanted to read it, um, and it says, The Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired and is God's revelation of himself to man. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth, without any mixture of error for its matter. Therefore, all scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judges us, and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world. The true center of Christian union and the supreme standard by which all human conduct, creeds, and religious opinions should be tried. All scripture is a testimony to Christ, who is himself the focus of divine revelation. And it, within that, like the uh, Baptist faith and, faith and message, we have it linked to the resource page um, on our website. And it also has lots of scriptural references below. And I think uh, to go with that, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 is a good, um, like I guess, preface of like the entire Bible is like why we believe it. Um, you know, Paul's telling Timothy, like, all Scripture is God-breathed, and it's profitable for all these other things. Uh, but specifically, it's like, when you go into the Bible, it's like, what does it mean to have Scripture God-breathed? Um, uh, meaning it came directly from God, uh, inspired by people. So when people have uh, God as basically this person, not necessarily taking control of him, um, not like they're like anim- like this robot or yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah. but he's using them specifically uh, as their perspective of uh, what's happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. How are they feeling or like receiving like God in that moment? And um, in yeah, using the Holy Spirit to work through yeah. them to create this thing, write these books that are now collaborated together into what is the Bible today. 
Yeah. And I think it's interesting that he uses so many different types of people. He doesn't use just one person. Um, in my Bible, there's um, it's a um, apologetic Bible, and it has the questions like, why did what does it mean that God's inspired the Bible? And one of the things that they kind of use it as an example is like a paintbrush. Is like a, a painter uses a paintbrush. They don't use the same type of um, mm. paintbrush to you know, do specific things. He uses different types of brushes to carry out like specific tasks for, to make a whole picture. And I think that's kind of like the same thing that God's using in this, uh, in sense of like people in the Bible, uh, he uses different people, uh, in different ways to show out like this entire picture as a whole. Yeah. And if that's the case, that means it's infallible if we're thinking God is all knowing, all loving and all wise and i think piggybacking a little bit more off what josh was saying about different you god using different people is uh the different books in the bible have different purposes they aren't all the same mm-hmm. i didn't realize this before i came to college but like some are historical um especially like a lot of the beginning of old testaments a lot of just historical of seeing like documenting things of where god came in intervened and got uh the people desperately needing him and then in the new testament you got the gospels uh then you have letters that are written and so it's very important um, whenever people are taking scripture to know the context of it, why it was written, and to not forget the cultural, historical just perspective on that, right? There's some things that people misquote, like, you know, how can we trust the Bible if it says that men shouldn't have long hair and women should wear caps when they pray? Be like, okay, well, let's look at the verses surrounding it and why was it written? What was the culture at that time, you know? Yeah, I think that's been a big help. Um, I know we referenced it on the last episode, but Austin, Josh, and I, we all uh, were very involved with our BCM, so much so that uh, Josh is currently the president, I'm mm-hmm. the worship leader, and Austin is a um, discipleship leader. So one of the big things at small groups leader, right? Yeah, small, 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 small group leader. Sorry, I had it. No, it's okay. Up. I was a discipleship leader in the yeah, past. That's and then, was. Yeah. But um, a big thing that's just kind of helped is Jesse Holmes, the guy who's been leading it, um, has been teaching through First Corinthians, and uh, there's a lot of things in there that are extremely controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is uh, women have to wear head coverings. Yeah. And so he goes through and explains that, like at the time, if women were not wearing head coverings, it had a very different connotation to what it means now. And back then, yeah. it meant like I'm ready to mingle, and I, yeah. I would like to sleep with anyone it's like that's a, available. It's like a wedding band. Yeah. Yeah. And so. In, in the scripture, Paul's just telling him, like, you need to make sure you're wearing your, your head is covered because that shows that you are devoted to God. But also, when you're in the house of God and you're worshiping, this is not the time for you to be going around and trying to flirt with everybody yep. in the house. Yeah, but that's not meaning that today women oh, wear yeah. caps or anything. It's, yeah. it's So just, I think that's, that's a great explanation of just whenever you're reading scripture, it, you need to know context. Right. You need to know context. Um yeah, and we'll share some resources later about you know ways to make sure you're studying the right thing. Um, but uh, another quick point is I know sometimes people say if it was written super long ago, how can we trust it? Um, and one of the resources that is in the website is a book called More Than a Carpenter. And in it is, is written by Josh McDowell. He was like a skeptic of Christianity before, and he dove into it looking at the historical context of the Bible and just really the validity of all of this. And so it really does a really good job on hitting on all of these super common questions. I would really encourage you guys to check out this book. 
uh, more than a carpenter. Super cheap to buy. We have an Amazon link to it. But in it, it talks about just how many manuscripts, original manuscripts of the text that we have. We don't have like the original letter that was written, but we have thousands of manuscripts of copies of the different books of the Bible. And so just comparing those manuscripts, we're able to align them together and provide the text that we have in the Bible today. Um, so know that there is a lot of historical backing to the text we have today. And I do appreciate just going back to, um, you know, the different people who, like, wrote the Bible. Um, I do appreciate the nitty-gritty of it. You know, if I think about, like, other books or other religions, they try to hide that. And the Bible is just, like, very open. Um, I think, like, God in many ways, he's just. So it's like, you know, um, we see people uh, or, like, how God acts justly and we think of it as... um, He's acting as if he's being a bad God. It's like, how can we, yeah, wrathful, or like, how can we serve an all good God if these are happening? Mm-hmm. But when we look at the, again, to the historical context of things, of like what's happening, um, just, I'm just thinking about just like some tribes. Um, I can't remember off, exactly off the top of my head in uh, the Old Testament. I can't, if it's the Canaanites, the Philistines. Canaanites, yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah. Will not be the ones that are blessed because of what you've done. Um, yeah, there's just some people who are just like super evil. Like they were doing, like they were like uh, homosexuality, like killing their children, having sex with their children. I can't remember exactly which one. And their stepmom. Like there's just these different cultures doing such horrible things that we don't see in, um, like in the Bible exactly until we go into like the historical. So like we think of them at, as God as doing horrible things but it's actually god acting justly these people have doing it been doing it for hundreds of years and haven't changed yeah my favorite way that i've heard explained is that uh god is an infinite god so he doesn't have a beginning and it doesn't have an end um and he is the ruler of a kingdom so he's the king of an infinite kingdom um and so anything that we do that is going against what he specifically told us not to do um he said this is what is required to live in my kingdom so anything we do is committing treason against a infinite God. So we are committing an, an infinitely punishable treason against an infinite God, and we're upset when he is willing to say, yeah, you, you can't do that. Um, this is what the punishment is. And a lot of times, like, the punishment isn't nearly as bad as what we deserve. I mean, we legitimately said, no, we don't want to be a part of you. And he still let us live. He still gave us the opportunity to say, I, I would like to like fix things. I want to accept the gift that you've given me of salvation. And then we're still like, well, you know, that's hard. I, I don't want to do that. So it's just interesting to see through the history, like how far we fall and how much God is willing to give and love us. And then we're still willing to say that he's not just and that he's not forgiving yeah. Yep. I think that sets um, all of these things such a really good preface for what is the Bible. Yeah. Of course, if there's any more questions or things you would like us to elaborate on, uh, you can go into the forum and submit a question or um, things you'd like us to further discuss. But we really wanted to establish um, going forward whenever we do scriptural references for um, these things we talk about, we want you guys to know that it's we, we're trying to keep our opinions out of this on the serious stuff that we talk about because we want to establish 
what we believe on God's truth, right? We don't want this to be, oh, this is my thoughts about it and stuff. We want it based in what God teaches, about what God says. And so basing it in Scripture is so important because then it's what God teaches. Yeah, and even on that, pref- um, just going, like, our, if we're prefacing all that, um, then that should change our approach as we're going into this question, change our approach of how we read the Bible. And in the um, book that we have in the uh, link in the resources, Bible resources and stuff, it's the Before You Open Your Bible. Um, it just talks about how we should approach the Bible. Um, it's nothing less than an act of worship as you're walking on holy ground, just like Moses was when he was walking on holy ground, when he was approaching the burning burning bush we should do the same because it's god speaking so as we approach the bible it shouldn't be as like a casual thing as like oh yeah we're we're going to read the bible or whatever we should come with an approach that is um i guess honoring him yes in a way like that since it's said that scripture is living and breathing reading the bible and diving into his words is one of the ways that god does speak to us um, not only through us reading this and studying it and learning more about God, but also through other believers who are actively diving into God's Word as well. I think a big misconception sometimes is when they're saying, like, oh, I'm just wanting God to speak to me, and people expect this to be like some Old Testament, God's booming voices, you know, like waiting to hear Him actually vocally speak to me. While He could, you know, it's God, He could do whatever He wants. A lot of the time, it's just literally reading His words, because he need not say more than he already has in scripture, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, um, the question specifically that we got today, um, well, not really a question, but advice that was asked for was how to start reading the Bible, um, where to start, how to do it consistently. Um, and then past that, what is the Bible? Why is it important? Um, and then it continues on to what is a translation and how can we trust the Bible. Um, for the most part, that's kind of where we started with that very this first section. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like that's that's kind of what our purpose was because where you start reading the Bible um, and how to do it consistently, but also why it is important. That that's explained by why we trust the Bible and how we um, how we know that the Bible is true and reading it consistently is going to be heavily based on what you believe the Bible is because if Mm -hmm. the Bible is just like Harry Potter, um, you read it one time, you're done, you know, the story. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's got a much deeper meaning and if it's uh, God inspired and if it's something that is speaking and living, if you have a um, need for it, yeah, if you have a need for it, it, you're going to want to keep reading it. Um, Mm -hmm. There's, there's things that are going to change. You're going to, you know, profit from reading it. Um, so yeah, I think I think that was a big part of the preface that we had. Uh, it was just explaining part of this question, but also setting up to answer the rest of it. So yeah, the question that we're doing, um, it, it's based on what is the Bible, um, but also how to get started with it and why it's important. Um, but to get started, uh, I think it's important to discern what the difference is between doing a Bible study, which is what a lot of people think of doing when it comes to reading the Bible, but also doing a quiet time and why it's important to have two separate things. Um, I think a lot of people do them together. I didn't learn this until later that it's necessary almost to do them separately. Um, for mm-hmm. most people, you can't really do a Bible study every day just because of like how 
mentally taxing it is. Um, so yeah, that's really what we're going to do first. Uh, but to start, a quiet time is specifically, well, it's quiet. Um, it's when you're going to sit down, you, you figure out a time of the day that you're going to devote to just spending time um, with God. Um, mm-hmm. You sit down, you're going to, you can open your Bible and you can read. Um, but the way that I've had it explained and the way I do it is um, I sit down, I open up where I'm going to start reading. Um, I pray over it first and then you read some, um, you pick a chapter or your section you're going to be doing. Uh, you write down like a key section, like a key verse, um, one that stands out to you. And then just like a, a short, like you're not going to write like a eight page explanation. It's like a reflection. It. Yeah. A reflection. Um, and so you're just going to write that about the verse, the passage that you went through. Um, and then you can pray over it again. And this can, you know, can last 30 minutes. It could last yep. four hours. If you've got the time, do it. Yep. Um, I found that like, um, Whenever I was transitioning from changing my quiet time to actual quiet time rather than just study Bible time, whatever, uh, um, devoting, like, I guess I do like 15 to 20, 30 minutes or whatever, um, depending on like if I want an extended quiet time or not, but just like devoting that time uh, to just being able to pick out a piece of like what I'm reading and then being able to meditate on that the rest of the day. So it's not like I just have this big overarching thing I'm thinking Mm -hmm. about, but just like I'm thinking about this specific thing. Yeah. I I think it's also like important to point out that like when you do your quiet time um, and like, honestly, this is something that I've struggled with is um, coming to it with reverence. Uh, This is God's word. It's been inspired Mm -hmm. by God as we just went through. um, But specifically it's, it's been, God breathed and it's it's not just a book it's not just a tradition you're going to get into it's not just some prayers that you do every time because like that is like I was actually just talking to Jesse about this uh yesterday of just like how I personally have felt like in the past I've kind of gotten into this is just this is just a regular um and I'm gonna sit down and pray then I read the bible and then I pray again and I'm done um and just kind of like taking the relational aspect of it out that I feel like that's really easy to do because yeah. you get into a groove yeah. and you're like, ah, I can just kind of zone out. I can do it. And you're like, ah, it's peaceful, but it's not necessarily the peace that you're going for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zoning for out is time. not the meditation yeah. that we do as Christians. Um, meditation in, in the Christian world is not emptying your mind of all thoughts, but it's filling your thoughts of things of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's just important to remember that you're not trying to blank out everything, but you're trying to think of everything in terms yeah. of Christ-centered. Um, how would, not necessarily what would Jesus do, but like it's like praying without ceasing. Yeah, as praying it without says. ceasing. Yeah. It's um, not meaning you're walking around with your eyes closed all yeah. the time. It's meditating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk it's meditating wall. on God's word and yeah. and just being mindful of Him, and that's definitely part of that. But it, it's definitely important, specifically, to have a time where you just sit down and you're not having to. You know, you're not sitting at work and you're typing up Excel sheets and working on stuff. And it's a time when you're sitting down and the only thing you're doing is devoting yourself to um, reading God's word mm-hmm. and then also praying to God. And that doesn't have to be just like, oh, thank you for the scripture you've provided me. But just like this is the God of the universe that considers you a friend. You just talk to him. Um, yeah. Tell him like yeah. everything that's going on and ask him for stuff. Because it's not like you can't ask him. He, he wants you to ask him for things. 
And so, you know, come to it with reverence, but also it's a relationship. Um, yeah. So it's just important to maintain that. Definitely. It's not a transaction either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, like he's our father. And one of the things that Pastor Kevin was talking about a couple of weeks ago was like, uh, you know, you're changing your perspective of like, uh, where's your heart? Um, you don't have your heart in the things that your father gives you. Your heart's where the father is. That's where our heart is. Mm-hmm. Um, wherever our treasure is, wherever our heart is, is wherever our treasure is. If our heart's with the things here on earth, then that's going to perish. But if it's with Christ and God who's in heaven, that's eternal. And um, yeah. I think uh, having that approach of like, okay, this is a father who provides for all of our needs and we don't need anything more than that having our needs provided for so just having that perspective of like okay uh, i'm spending quality time with the one who loves me so much that he'll provide for all my things everything that i need yeah. and you just fall in love with that and yeah and just thinking about just like the gospel on top of that it's just uh the quiet time is just such a beautiful time of just like having quality time with the creator of all things. I yeah. think it's just such a unique thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah. And so then on the contrary, a Bible study is something where you are pulling out like more in-depth resources such as like uh, you have different translation comparisons. If you want to look back to the original text of like Greek or Hebrew, um, you do that. Use commentaries that uh, pastors have written, studied it very in-depth. Um, study Bibles, stuff like that. And um, so it, it's important to discern the, the two yeah. because even in my own personal life, I know we've all reflected over a little bit, I had it mixed together and I got burnt out really yes. quickly. Same. Yeah, when my when my Bible study was my quiet time, I wasn't meditating. Mm-hmm. It was like I was just writing notes. It felt like I was taking a class, which is good. You know, I was understanding the text, yeah. but it wasn't relaxing. I wasn't right. looking forward to it every yeah, day because it, it felt like a task I had to get yeah. done. If you've if you've read through the New Testament and you've read any of Hebrews, it's it's very intense in terms of like flipping back and forth between Old Testament and New Testament. And there's a lot of stuff in there that you're not going to understand first time through. And I was doing that as my quiet time, but also as like a Bible study. So I'm sitting there and I would sit down and I would have like pages and pages and pages of notes. Yeah. And then I'd realize I made it through one chapter and there are, uh, 15 more. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is going to take a while. I think I went through Hebrews. I went through seven chapters of Hebrews in about four months. Oh so my gosh. I was doing that every day. And after about four months, I was like, I need I need to take a break because yeah. my brain isn't isn't working anymore. Yeah. And then I talked to Jesse, and he was like, "What are you doing for your quiet time?" And I'm like, "Oh, that was, that was my quiet time." <laughs> and he just laughed, and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "That's not a quiet time, Candler." And I'm like, "Oh, so yeah, like it is very important to separate them." And I haven't I didn't learn that until very recently. Um, and so it's just you will burn yourself out, and while you will enjoy you know reading God's word you will not get the the rest yeah. yeah of just being able to just sit and read his word you won't you won't have that rest if you're you're not resting in it right so i think now that we've established that like talking about getting started i would first ask like if you are a believer how important is this to you you know we can give you all the tips all day long and tell you time management and stuff like that but if it's not important to you then it's not going to matter. Yeah. If you don't see this as something that you're going to eagerly need every single day to come before the God of the universe who saved you and gave himself for you and you need to earnestly seek after him every day, 
um, then that needs to be your priority. Yeah. If right. you are a serious believer, then this is vital. You need to come to the Father because the flesh is weak. Yep. We can get blocked by our own pride thinking that we don't need God. I was there. Before college, I thought I knew everything. Going back to the first episode, you know, we started Romans with Chris, who was the campus minister before Jesse. I was like, man, I knew everything. But when we started going through it, I was like, I know nothing, you yeah. know? And that was part of the humbling process of like, man, I need to dive into the Bible daily. So my first question for getting started is just really reflecting on how serious is this to you? Um, secondly, I would say like time management. It's important to find time where you are spending quiet time with God. I do mine first thing in the morning. During the school year, I wake up at 6 in the morning, and it normally takes me about 30 minutes to an hour. And so that sets me plenty of time where it's just me and God, and I'm not going to have any distractions. Um, so having that time management is super important. And also be mindful of if you are doing it at the beginning or the end of your day, that you're not sleepy, yeah. because then... I've had plenty of those times where I just don't retain yeah. anything that I that, read. That's why I can't do it in the morning because I'll, <laughs> I'll stare at it and like I my thoughts aren't even in English at that point, point. Um, and I don't speak any other languages, so there's just nothing. It's just yeah, there's nothing going on. Um, so be mindful of time yeah. whenever you're putting that in. Yeah. Josh, when do you when do you do yours? Well, um, typically I try to do it. Well, I do do it in the mornings and the evenings. Um, oh, you do a mixture of both. Yeah, I do it both. Just because, like, me and Austin and also Katie were going through the Bible in a Year plan. And I didn't want to just sit down and just do it all in this one time, just personally. Um, honestly, like, everyone's quiet time is going to look a little different. Yeah. Like, there's not a carbon copy of how to do a quiet time. Like, how you spend your time with the Lord is, like, if you think that's glorifying to Him, I think that's quality time with Him. I think at least, I don't know, like, bare minimum, 20 minutes is plenty. Um or, yeah. like, at least just, like, the bare minimum. Um, but uh, just thinking about, like... Um, I think 20 minutes to an hour is a really good yeah. range. Yeah, just you some, don't want to burn yourself out, Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you also don't want to rush through it. Just I, find that balance. And I'm you. just thinking of, like, you know, you're reading God's Word, so you're, like, thinking, like, sacrificially, like, Lord, He sacrificed Himself for us. I mean, like, we can sacrifice, like, 20 minutes yeah. or an hour mm. for Him to just be with Him, you know? just grow in our relationship so it's like i think just building one you need to make it not not a habit but if you've built a routine of when you're going to do it it helps um it makes it a habit it, it makes it a habit yeah you don't want to you don't want to force it to be a habit because then you get into the uh well it's just this is just what i do every day but you want to make sure that like you build a routine yeah. almost. And yeah. you also don't want to make it legalistic either yeah. yeah i think i get in that mindset a lot of the time it's like if I don't read. I feel as though like like even like if I don't read at a specific time each day, I feel like I just am just this horrible person. Yeah, not I'm not pleasing God like, anymore. Yeah. It's like mm. God, I failed you. It's like that's not the case. I mean, like you have 24 or 12 hours, however long you stay up to read the Word and get with Him. It's true. I mean, like because if like, you, if you that, miss a day, if if you have legitimately like if you've gone your whole day and you've just been working and you get home and you just pass out, you're you're not gonna. You're not going to die and go to hell because you're yeah, yeah. I mean, um, like, come on. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's just important to know that like it is important, but it's not. If you're if you miss a day, if you miss if you if you miss it in the morning, and you're like, oh, I, I didn't get to do my Bible study that, or my quiet time this morning, 
And so you're like, ah, oh, crap, no, I'm done. And then you, and <laughs> yeah, then you don't be work. Yeah, don't yeah. be legalistic. About don't it. don't bash yourself over the head because you missed your time frame that you thought you had set. Yeah. And I think along with that, um, with getting started, if you're finding it kind of challenging at the beginning, find an accountability partner yeah. to come with you. Have a have a mature believer to walk along. I mean, that just goes back to like discipleship. Um, so that's super important. Just make sure that if you are struggling with that. Uh, you can have a, another believer come alongside. I know if, like, if you're in the BCM and Augusta, and uh, you're struggling, we have plenty of people here that are more than happy to help you. Me, Candler, Josh, some of the other leaders. There's as a well. lot of people in the BCM that would be yeah. willing to just meet up. People in Augusta love coffee shops, so yes. there are specific people, and I won't name them. But if you <laughs> mention a coffee shop, they or she will be there before you've hung up the phone. So <laughs> just just ask. People are willing to meet up with you and go through the Bible. And if you're not in Augusta and you're like an, a listener from the outside and you want to learn more about it, just DM us on Instagram. We're more than happy to help you because this is just so important. And even if you're a non-believer, you have any questions, reach out to us. We want to talk to you guys about it. Um, and I think nextly going into getting started, like where do you start in a book-wise – um, Josh kind of mentioned me, him, and my girlfriend Katie are walking through a uh, Bible reading plan that I got from a pastor named John Piper. And uh, it has two books of the Old Testament and two books of the New Testament that we read every day. Um, but that, that's a whole lot that goes into that if you're just trying to get started. Uh, I would recommend a gospel. John is a good one to go to. You're going to hear that a lot from Jesse if you ever hear one of his messages. But John's really good. Really, any of the gospels, I think... Uh, after reading our Bible reading plan, it always has a gospel that we're reading through. And I've just seen how important it is to read that every day. Uh, so I would always recommend a gospel to walk through. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but. Yeah, I mean, like, even like, um, I know before we got into reading the Bible under your plan, um, I was in Psalms. And then, I'm like, Psalms is super, like, easy beginner book to just get yeah. into. It's yeah. long, so you have something. It can be intense. Yeah, like confusing almost at certain points, but like for the most part, it's it's pretty easy going. Yeah, you can. I mean, like it's a good book to start off with. Um, I think also with just mentioning this as well, like having um, a study Bible with you as you're reading, mm-hmm. just to make sure you're not misinterpreting like what you're thinking. Yes. Um, but other books, I, personally, I like being in the Old Testament uh, when I do my quiet time. Just prefer like just being in the Old Testament and just seeing jesus um in different ways i think it's just really cool um and uh let me think um i know for me i think a good book that i started with was um this was one jesse got me started on was uh he had me start on the timothy's so i started yeah. first timothy um i think both of those are really good to start in um and then just you know titus um, yeah. Philemon, if you want to walk your way through the letters, um, <laughs> that would be that was also a really good way to start. It kind of helps flesh out. It's like you've got a main storyline going on, and then you've got like a, a side story, and like it's a it's the characters doing stuff around the main storyline, yeah. and so like you can see everything that's going on, and then you go back and you read, and you're like, oh, that's what was going on. Like you go back and you read the gospel. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the gospels. And so when you go back and you're reading through them, you, you hear about this Paul character and you're like, all right, what's so cool about him? But then you read all the letters, which the majority of them were written by Paul. Um, and, and you're just like, oh, this dude was crazy. Like he's just 
constantly going off on people and he's right like he he should be going off on them but he also does like crazy things in, in his devotion to jesus yeah. um so walking through the letters i think that would be really good um there are some that you probably wouldn't want to start on just because it might be a little intense it might be a little confusing um romans is probably a little bit higher up there i don't know if i necessarily start with that one um i know i started on it when i got to augusta with austin and josh um, it was a and, lot it was it was pretty. It There's was a lot of intense. Old Testament stuff yeah. that we just didn't understand. We, we didn't understand it. It was just all like was, yeah. reversed in the Old Testament. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. So so with all of that, um, I think those are really great suggestions. Josh mentioned very briefly of the importance of a study Bible. Uh, the first part of this episode, you know, we talked about just like the importance of context, and so having these resources, uh, we have some listed out in uh, the resource folder. Yeah. So there's um, a there's a folder that we have a link to it in the uh, link tree. If you go on there, it should say uh, resources. It's a it's a link that goes to a Google Drive folder, um, and it's separated by episodes, so you can go to episode two. That's what this is, um, and so all the references that we make and a few more that we didn't necessarily reference are in there. Um, but yeah, there are, all the references are in there. Links to all the different sites. Yeah. So with the with the quiet time, I think it's really good to open up with the study Bible. You can find apps online. Or you can go buy one at the store for like twenty, thirty dollars, yeah. and um, just reading like uh, the beginning of the book because then it will tell like uh, normally there's an introduction and it'll tell you like what's going on, um, give you a brief highlight and all that, and then it'll have uh, in depth reviews on what's going on at the bottom of each of the verses. Um, so that's really good. Also commentaries we mentioned that in dealing that pastors will write about um, and some of the different. Links that we have going on in the resource folder, like the Blue Letter Bible, that one's super solid. Lots of cross-references you can do, free commentaries, uh, study Bibles. Um, There's also two different links about like uh, how to have a quiet time with God and the difference between a quiet time and devotion. Um, Yeah, there's a a link to inductive Bible study. Um, So if you're doing your Bible study, that's one that Jesse has shown us in BCM, um, and he's done a few like lessons on walking through how to do that. But I have found that that one has been extremely useful. If you if you go to it and you're looking through it and you have any questions, just DM us. Yeah. Uh, Austin, and, Josh, and I, we've, we've used it a number of times, mm-hmm. so we can help walk you through it. If it's you not help. even like the act, like the full version. Oh, yeah. It's like the oh. simple Yeah, this is the simplified version. inductive But it's yeah. still like a super, like, it flushes out a lot yeah. of, like, super. This super is actually, good. I walked super my sister good. through how to do this one, um, and she's 16. Um, and so I just, I walked her through how to do it so that she can do it on her own. Um, just because like, I know before I came to college, I, I didn't know how to do a Bible study. That wasn't something that I had been taught. It was nothing. It was not something that anyone had really focused on. So if, if you need a resource for how to do that, that's what the inductive Bible study link is. Um, and if you need any help, just DM one of us, you can email us. That's available too. Yeah. We'll reply mm-hmm. to that. And there's other ways to study as well. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. the there are plenty of them sword or whatever. We also have uh, links in there in dealing with more historical evidence of the Bible. Those are super useful if you want to dive deeper into that. And then uh, we also have links in there to different resources of pastors who do a great job of diving into like more truths and dealing with the Bible or just understanding Christian perspectives on different topics. So uh, Desiring God Ask Pastor John. It's a podcast that I listen to like every day before I go to bed. And it's super solid. It's by John Piper. He's a pastor. Um, dives into a whole bunch of issues. 
Uh, Josh listens to Gospel and Life by uh, Timothy Keller. Uh, those different sermons those are really good as well. And then uh, DesiringGod.org, which is what Pastor John helps with. Um, he has a whole bunch of things that he spoke on. All right, so we're going to end, uh, and we didn't do this last week, but we'll start doing this more regularly uh, with Piercing Heaven. Um, it's a super solid book with just prayers from different like uh, pastors and authors and stuff, so I'm going to read uh, this, and yeah, that'll be it. Christ, you are true and eternal God, and true and holy man, all in one. You retain the properties of both natures and the uni- unity of your person, we acknowledge you and we worship you. We come to you and fall at your feet. We look for salvation from your hand alone. You are the only Savior. We desire to be your exclusive property. We are by your grace and will remain that way forever. Let the whole world of your elect with us know, acknowledge, and adore you, and thus finally be saved by you. This is the sum total of our faith and hope. This is the height of all of our wishes. Amen. Thanks to Noah Cooper for the question today, dealing with the Bible. Shout out to you. Um, We also want to just give a last little tidbit. Go to our website, woodenbakepizza.simplecast.com for all the resources, links to everything. Thanks to Candler for setting up the link tree. Has all your your links set up there. Uh, The Patreon's there. If you'd like to give a one-time donation or a monthly donation. We have different levels you could do. Cause yeah, if you join the Patreon, you can become a homie. You can. Um, there are like four different levels of homies that you can become. Um, one of the levels of homie is very expensive, but you would be the ultimate homie. But you don't have to do that. So you don't have to do that. Yeah, because we, we pay for this um, just to bring this quality to you guys. Uh, so if you just want to give a one-time donation or a monthly donation, yeah, whatever helps, you want to give, it, it all goes... pay for the subscription that we do to be able to post this, um, but then also just equipment so that we sound better. Yeah, everything that is donated goes straight into the podcast, and then all excess goes into funding uh, missions for BCM. Next Friday... We have a question regarding John one eighteen and Genesis thirty two, uh, to see like how it connects and what it means. So be on the lookout for that, and we're gonna have, you know, maybe some other fun conversations. Yeah, and if this was your first episode, make sure you go back and listen to the first one. Um, but yeah, look forward to talking to you next time. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll we'll see you next week.